0: little break last week, uh, me and Pastor Bill and went away in our little caravan it was so nice the first day, until he got sick the second day and he's been sick ever since so I did a lot of walking on the beach by myself as I oh, know but you know all good, so he sends his love to you, he's home in bed sick still with a virus but he would be up and at it soon if I know him and we'll all be good. Amen. Yeah. Good to see some faces here tonight that I haven't seen for a while. It's great. You know, we're talking about change and um, I want to read you this scripture and I want to preach to you tonight about a time for change. Now, we talked a lot about change and about changing us and about what change means and how do we get changed. But I want to talk to you about a time for change. So let's look at this in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And it says this, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time to be born. Who knows that? And all the mothers said, there's a time to give birth. And there's a time to die. We've seen a bit of that lately. There's a time to plant. Can I have our house light on so I can see the people? And a time to uproot. A time to kill. Now, I was thinking about that this afternoon. It's like, I guess there is a time to kill. I mean, in war and... Anyway, let's pray we never have to do it. And a time to heal. A time... And I, I know that Luke spoke this morning about controlling your fleshly nature and not punching that guy in the face when you feel like it and all that sort of stuff. But I think this is a bit more violent than that. Anyway, a time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. And all the youth, listen to me. There's a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And then it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the heart, in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it, nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Or the the right interpretation of that word there is that God does it so people will revere him. You know that there are natural cycles in life. Who's realized that so far in life? Nothing ever seems to stay the same. Nothing ever seems to stay good. Just when we think things are going good, then something happens and something changes and something moves and a season changes and a time changes and sometimes out of our control, sometimes without us wanting it to change, things just change. I mean, we're going along quite nicely, thank you, and then somebody dies. And suddenly that changes our whole season around our lives we're going along nicely and we fall pregnant. That changes the whole season around our lives, doesn't it, Candice, with two months to go? It changes everything. And things come into our lives that change the seasons. And we want so much for things to stay the same. But what we have to understand is that every season in our life, whether it be good or bad or ugly or whatever it is, every season is ordained by God. And every season is meant to work good in us. And every season is brought about so that we can revere God. So that it brings us back to that place in God. You know, if things were just going cruisy all the time and going good all the time and nothing ever happened and went wrong, we would be very, very spoiled children. We would just, like, we wouldn't really care about God. We'd just care about ourselves. We'd be selfish, self-centered. We'd be ugly, really. But it's the things that happen in our lives, the seasons, the times, the things that happen that change us to be like Jesus Christ. See, he's more important in our changing of our character into him than he is about our comfort and he is about our well-being. He's got plenty of time to give us comfort and well-being when we get home. I mean, we've got an eternity of that stuff. He's going to show us things, things, it says that the scriptures say, beyond our imagination that we won't even imagine what the things that he has in store for us. He's got all this waiting for us. And here on earth, he knows that there'll be trials, there'll be tribulations, there'll be challenges. There'll be things that we have to walk through in this life. There'll be changes and curves in the road. But in all of this, he knows that he has something waiting for us that is inexplicable as we pass the test of life. And enter into this new phase of eternal life. That's going to be the greatest change of all. Hey, Luke. The greatest change. And the one thing that that we have as a hope in all of this, as Julie said, he is the constant. See, Jesus Christ never changes. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it doesn't matter what happens in our lives, what's going on in our lives. It may feel like everything is just upside down, out of control, and we don't know where the heck we are. He knows exactly where we are. And he's standing as a rock. And as long as we stay in Christ, the the rock that doesn't shift, we're safe. We're good. It'll be good we'll get through the season, we'll get through the time, and we'll move on. Amen? Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, life is just a series of changes. And sometimes, you know, we, we talk about time, and <clears throat> essentially there's a time for everything. And, you know, there's, time has two different translations in the Bible. There's chronos time, which is really just a general process of time, like chronos. So it's just like walking through a general process of time. And then we have what is called Kairos time. This is an opportune, strategic, and now time. And what we have to do as Christians in all these seasons, in the time to be born, a time to die, a time to this, a time to that, we've got to realize in those moments what is Kairos time and what is Kronos time. What are the times when we're just walking through, but then we have to recognize that there is that moment, there's that divine moment, there's that kairos time that we have to recognize as a strategic time to change. Because otherwise what happens is we get stuck in a season. We just get stuck where God doesn't want us. Sometimes we choose to be in a season and stay there. You know, we just we just feel like this is comfortable. How many people know that? How many people like winter? I can't believe that. Anyway, some people like winter because it's comfortable and cozy. Is that right? I mean, the doonas, you know, the fluffy slippers. I've seen yours, by the way, Ollie. I've seen those pink fluffy slippers with the little nose on them and the little rabbit's ears. Oops. That's why he likes winter. He loves his slippers it's because winter's cozy and comfortable and then we're moving into another season we're moving into spring and a lot of people that really like winter are going i don't really want spring i'm going to keep in my fluffy slippers and even if i'm sweating and i'm gonna i'm gonna stay in my doona i mean oh, some people sleep with that many doonas i don't know how they sleep like even in winter, I've got my feet stuck out. I mean, you know, it's just like, I've got the doors open. Give me air. I just love air, you know. But see me, I'm the opposite. When we saying, okay, winter is passing, spring is coming, I've got this really daggy pair of denim shorts that I just love. And they're, they're my spring thing. So as soon as I feel that first little breeze begin to change of that warmth, I run out and get my daggy denim shorts and I put them on. I run through the house freezing and I run out the backyard and quickly sit in the sun to warm up just because I've got to have those denim shorts on because I can't wear the tracky-dacks one more day. Do you know what I'm saying? And, you know, there's that, there's that time between this season and that season. There's that crossing over time. And sometimes when God's moving us into another season, we don't realize that he's moving us because how many of you know that it slowly gets warm in spring to summer? We slowly get there. And, and as it's coming into even autumn, after it's been summer, you know, it slowly comes in. God changes the seasons gradually. He doesn't go, okay, now it's summer, you know, now it's winter, because we die. And it's the same in our own natural cycles of life. It's the same in the cycles of our spirit life, God is gentle at shifting us through. But sometimes we just want to cleave to the last season and you know, just wring everything we can out of that and stay there when God's wanting to move us. And that can be a real rip-off because what God is wanting to do is grow something inside of us. Growth and change and personal revival are all processes. And you've got to realize that everything that happens to you in your life is not just random. They aren't just random things that happen. I mean, if we're out of the control of God, yeah, random things can happen. But in the kingdom of God, God is in control. And therefore, everything that happens in your life, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, is part of God's plan for your life. And it's all divinely connected up. And so you can't skip over one and... You know, just say, can I just, you know, can I just miss this one? You've got to connect all the dots up and realize what God is growing inside of you. Because God is, you know, growing something so beautiful, something like Jesus inside of you. This morning, Luke preached so incredibly on sanctification. It's a great word. And uh, you, you need to get that and listen to it. And understand the process of sanctification because there's that changing within us there's that changing from glory to glory 2 corinthians three eighteen says this but we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the lord's glory are being transformed or changed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit how many of you know that sometimes those changes are painful and they 're hard, and we just you know we just we just want God to stop, but they bring forth such beautiful things. you know a season brings forth another season, a season brings forth another season, and when I look back over like thirty two years now of my Christian life, I can make sense of it, I can make sense of the things that happened that I probably didn't want to happen or the seasons that I went through that were very painful, or the seasons that I went through that were very joyful, the seasons of you know, the whole, my whole life process up to now when I look at it, it all seems to make sense. But at the time, it was just like, I just want this season to finish or I just, I just, want, or I just want to stay in this season. How many of you know when you're in a good season, it's like you're holding your breath, going, you know, waiting for something to go wrong? And, you know, surely something's going to go wrong. This is just too good. But God is good all the time. He's good all the time. Amen? Um, sometimes these seasons in our lives, they're like like long winters or long droughts without any rain. Some feel like deserts or wilderness places. And Who's felt like that? You know, I'm sensing right now in the spirit that there's many people just stuck, just stuck in a wilderness place. It's like, God, you know, I was was going really well and now it just seems like I'm stuck. I got stuck somewhere. You know, we can get stuck in a season. It says there's a season for things. There's a season for mourning. But when that mourning is coming to an end, it's a season then for dancing. And, And if we don't dance we get stuck in the morning. Amen? There's a season for birthing, of being born. There's a season for God birthing things in your spirit. And that's a beautiful thing. And God brings something forth in your spirit. But then there's also a season for dying. And there's a time where we have to die to self and, and you know, die to those things that are inside of us so that God can plant something of new birth again. See, the cycles, the, the timings of our life, are those lights flashing at me? Like they're spinning me out, Something shocking. I feel like someone's taking photos of me. Can we turn them down a bit or something? I thought it was just me. I thought I was, ha- I thought I was having some sort of menopausal moment or something. <laughs> I was trying to cover it up, you know. No, no one else can see the flashing lights. i'm glad that season's over (laughs) yeah you know when we look at all those seasons ask yourself you know look look back through that scripture can we just put that scripture up again and ecclesiastes 3 look at all that and say what what season am i in right now where am I right now? Am I in a time to be born? Am I in a time to die? We're talking about spiritual things within our hearts. When you read this, think about your heart. You know, is God planning something in my heart or is he tearing something out? Am I in a time of mourning? Am I in a time of dancing? Am I I scattering stones? Am I gathering them? Am I in searching? Am I searching for something new? You know, am I looking for a future and a hope? Or, you know, Is it just time to give up the search and just relax in God? You know, there's so many, there's so much in here. Just have a look at that for a minute. And just for a minute, I want you to just think, where am I? Where am I right now? You got it? You got one? I'm not going to ask you. It's not a test. I just want you to go, ding, ding, you know, that kind of look like, oh, yeah, right, I'm tuned in, right. You got it? Hello? Is anybody home? You don't have to tell me, Luke. It's all right. Luke's in the season of scattering stones. (laughs) Hey? A time to kill Andrew. We'll send you somewhere else. And when you think about the season you're in now, is it time? to change seasons or do you think that you've just gone into this season or have you been in this season too long is it time to change and how do we know how do we know if, if i'm in a season or if i need to get out of a season or if god is moving me and how do we get moving again if we get stuck here we are the first thing we need to do to understand the seasons that we're in is to hear god you got to hear god You've got to get quiet and you've got to get with God because, you know, it says that every day of your life is written in his book. Hey, it's written in there. And we can get into alignment with that and just get into the rhythm of that grace and get in on the same page as God is on or we can wrestle with that, going, I don't really want to be here anyway. Or we can say, God, what is this season I'm in? What are you doing in me? And how are we going to move through this season together? And most importantly, God, what good are you going to bring out of this? What great things are you going to bring out of it for me? Amen. One of the ways that I find the most beneficial in trying to hear God for where I am right now is the Word of God. We can think a lot in our heads, and our heads get really mixed up. But the Word of God, is solid, it's strong, and it is, it, it is infallible. It is the truth. And so if I can read the Word of God and say, God, where am I? Where, what are you saying to me right now? What's this season that I'm in? Where do you want to move me? What are you doing with me? And I find it in the Word of God. Now, a lot of people will just maybe just flick it open and try something out. I used to do that. Sometimes I still do just flick it over you oh, um you know oh cursed woman that you ask no that's not the one you know you just shut it up again um you know that's good some people just read random scriptures you know trying to find a scripture that fits their situation but i find the best way is to read whole chunks of scripture i mean even if it doesn't make sense you, know, you just pick it up you know if you're in a bad way, you start to read Psalms. You just start to read. You just read and read and read and read. And the word of God is like a washing. It's like water. It washes you. You know, we need the blood of Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus, which cleanses us, but we need daily washing. And the word of God washes us. And as you read the word of God, You just read and read and read and read and read until something begins to wash you. Until you feel that your mind is being washed in something and a scripture will begin to stand out. Something will begin to stand out to you and then you write it down. And you write it down and you meditate on that scripture and God will speak to you. Young people, get a hard copy of the Bible. Don't don't rely on iPhones and iPads. They're great, but I'm telling you, it's really hard to read things in context and get the fullness of the Word of God by just little bits and pieces here and there or just what's on that one page. You know, if you read it, read it like a story, read it, read it, read it, and ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate to you. God will speak to you about your season and your time. Otherwise, we're just just like floating through life anything coming at us whatever's happening now oh I'm over here over there I'm over there you know we're like double-minded men unstable in all our ways we have to have the word of God Amen? amen and number two trust his word when he speaks to you even if you can't see it yet you know if he's saying to you there's a time for dancing and you feel like you're in a time of mourning know that there's an interchanging between seasons. If he says to you, you need to go into a season of mourning and you feel like you're in a season of dancing, know that there's an interchanging between those seasons that will prepare you for that next season and God will walk you through it, amen? God will walk you through it. And this one, number three, prepare yourself by faith to walk in the new season. Dress for the season. You know, get your woolies off, put some shorts on, and believe that that season is going to change for you. Amen? Don't try and stay in the last season, even if it feels comfortable and cozy. We talked about that. And number four, prophesy your new season into being. You see, without vision, my people perish. And if you feel stuck right now, you need to begin to get up and to prophesy your new season. And, you know, it was sort of sad that Pastor Phil was sick while we were away. That was kind of sad. But it was good. God turns everything around for good. Because I was able to go and just spend heaps of quality time on the beach with God. And it was really windy. And I just dug a hole in the sand and just got right in the hole. You know when you do that? So the sand... You know, it ended up caving in on me and everything. But I just had this book and I just had my music on and I'm just like in the zone. And like it was just like a surfing beach. There was just surfies right up there, no one else on the beach. So I was able to yell out to God. I was able to scream out to God and really begin to hear God for this season of my life. And God began to reveal to me some lies that the enemy had put in my heart that that, that he had intended to cut my season short you know, the cycle of my life, the seasons of my life, you know, to say, okay, maybe you're not going to, you know, not going to have a long time in ministry. Maybe, you know, maybe you're only going to do this much longer and then you're finished. And, and God began to expose the lies of the enemy to me and began to show me that the seasons, the hope and the future that he has for me. And with the vision that I could see, it was almost like the enemy was defeated immediately As soon as I could see, as soon as I see, hear God, and then you see, and then you begin to walk in it. But sometimes before you walk in it, you've got to prophesy into it. Man, I got up out of that hole in that beach when I realized that I'd been ripped off, that the enemy had been lying to me about my future and my hope. And I got up and I declared in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm going to preach till I'm 80. Devil, you back off in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No weapon forged against me shall prosper. I'm going to do everything that God has called me to do. I'm going to rise up out of this season. I'm going to go into the next season of God and nothing is going to stop me in the name of Jesus Christ. I have hope. I have a future and a hope in God. And my eyes have been opened now, devil, and you have nothing on me. See, the enemy wants to come in and he wants to strategically stop you. He wants to stifle you. He wants to hold you back. He wants to discourage you. He wants you to stay in this season. Because if you don't go into another season, if you don't continue on, if you can't see the next season, then he knows that he will kill you with discouragement. He knows that. He knows that if you stay in a season too long, he will kill you with discouragement or lack of vision. Amen? You know, when the enemy comes in and he he tries to stop us, we end up going into this wilderness season. And look, wilderness seasons are normal. As I said, there's a crossing over between one season to another. And sometimes in the middle, there's that wilderness. I don't quite know where I am. I don't quite know who God is. You know, I can't hear God. I'm praying. Nothing's happening. Everything's gone wrong. You know, I'm broke or whatever. And it just feels dry. I feel dry in my spirit. There's that normal wilderness time that, as God said, he allows these things so that we would revere him, so that we would come back to him. But I want to tell you this. There is also an abnormal wilderness time. And we choose whether we want a normal wilderness time or an abnormal wilderness time because, let me tell you this, we can prolong our wilderness season. We can get stuck. And we can see this in scripture because if you look at Jesus, he had his wilderness experience, is that right? So he was baptized by John the Baptist and he was sent into the wilderness to be tempted. Uh, Mark tells us, For 40 days in the wilderness now in that wilderness experience it only took jesus 40 days because why because jesus used the word of god to defend himself he stood on the word of god in every instant no matter what the enemy um threw at him in that season he said it is written it is written it is written written." And this is why we get so weak in these wilderness times because we will not return to the word of God and declare it is written. This is what God says. This is what God says about me. This is what God says about my future. This is what Jesus Christ has done for me. Amen. And so Jesus only lasted 40 days. But if we look at the children of Israel, the Israelites, they were 40 years So you can either choose 40 days or 40 years. They were 40 years in the wilderness. We read in Numbers 14, 33. You don't have to put that up. Because of their unbelief and their hardness of heart. And because they got unbelief and hardness of heart, they started to become discouraged, hopeless without vision, and lacking in faith you know, I don't know about you, I don't want to stay 40 years in in any place. You know, not even a longer time than I'm supposed to. But you know, 40 days in a wilderness place, I want to pick up the word of God. I want to stand. You know, the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And whenever the devil sees you moving forward, his number one strategy is stop you to get you stuck, to get you discouraged, to get you in fear, to get you to back down. You know, it's very important that we don't allow the enemy to stop us or discourage us or to pull us up in anything that we're doing. It says here in Proverbs thirteen twelve, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And let me tell you this, you know, you can defer your own hope. And the way that you can defer your own hope is by not looking to the word of God or spending time with God to hear the hope and the future that he has for you. You can put it off. You can defer it. You can say, well, I'm just not going to look at it. And God, you can just drop it on my head when I'm ready. But you know what happens? Your heart begins to grow sick. And the, and really... Great people that I know, great prayer warriors that I know would say, once the hope is deferred and the heart becomes sick, it's like a spirit of infirmity can attack that body and you're just constantly sick all the time. and You don't know why. It's because it started in the heart. And then you became magnet for the spirit of infirmity to come on you. You know, what you've got to do is you've got to press through. Press through that hope deferred and declare in jesus name that you're going to walk into this next season amen the most powerful way that you can walk into another season is a prophetic declaration and what i want to do tonight is i want us to actually pray through a prophetic declaration together to move us from where we are now into the next season to hear the voice of god to break off anything that the enemy is hindering us with and to take us out of that barren place into a land of fruitfulness. Let's just stand to our feet right now. And we're going to do this all together as the musicians come. Thank you, Lord. You can take that down, thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I pray, Lord, as we pray this declaration Lord, that chains will break. Lord, that eyes will be open. That ears would be open. That, Lord, in the spirit realm, you would break people into new seasons, God. I pray, God, that you would take them into their destinies, God. I thank you that nothing will hinder the destiny of God for these people, but you would take them from season to season to season to season into the very destiny of God for their lives. And Lord, when it comes to the end of their lives, to the end of all their seasons, they'll be able to say, I ran my race. I finished the race. I finished well. Amen. So we're going to declare this together. You all right? I think I'll use the handheld so I can get some volume. Thanks. Let's pray this together with a loud voice. Are you ready? Have you got faith? Why don't you lift one hand up and just declare this right now in the name of Jesus Christ, out loud. Let's go. I declare that God has a purpose for my life. I receive wisdom and revelation over the hope of my calling. I declare that every strategy of hell that has interrupted God's plan for my life will be exposed. I declare that every hindrance that has stopped me progressing will be revealed. I will advance in God's plan for my life. I declare that my faith will be stirred. I declare that new strength will come into my spirit. And I declare that the wilderness will blossom. And God's glory will be seen in my life. Whatever season God may take me into, I declare that the best is ahead. Amen.